Everybody, uh, to the Rope It Up room here in East Philadelphia, patched in to hopefully sunny Los Angeles, California. And I have the great pleasure today of welcoming uh, Gianna Purim and Krishna Booker, collectively known as Identity, as we prepare for their release in November of 2021. Welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you very Thanks much. For having us. It's good to see you. I'm very excited about this record, and we already. In the, in the conversation before, we stumbled upon the genre question. And uh, we're, we're throughout this discussion, I think we're going to have to try to nail that down a little bit. And not, not for anybody's purpose, but just so sure. that we can sure. communicate to uh, the audience what the music is. But of course, the music will speak for itself. So I'd love to start at history, right? I don't want to dwell too long, but you are both... Uh, uh, of 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 musical icon lineage. So yes. let, let's begin there, um, Gianna. Let's uh, let's start your your father and your mother. Can we can you can you tell me what it's like growing up in that musical family? Ha! <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's amazing. It's. Uh, you have to have a real strong sense of self hmm. to follow in music, to follow it. I don't know. I, I hesitate to use the word follow in their footsteps because those shoes are unfillable. Ayrton <laughs> um, Moreira and Flora Purin uh, are icons and pioneers and they they got to where they got by pretty much by breaking every rule mm. and doing everything opposite of what was expected of them culturally and musically and theoretically you know it was just a pure passion and uh, following their their instincts and their guts and and their love you know like uh as a as a beacon because uh anyone who's familiar with how things went in the jazz world in the fusion world in the 19 late 60s and 70 early 70s mid 70s even 80s it was a crazy crazy world it was um yeah let's you know so, uh, yeah, um, I spent a long time trying to relive their legacy in a way. And um, I don't, I, I loved it and I learned a lot, but it was like, it was like trying to find my own autonomy, my own identity, mm -hmm. if you will, mm -hmm. in in someone else's story. Yeah, I always wonder what it would be like to be, you know, Jacob Dylan. And so like, can you ever, <laughs> ever escape the shadow? But let's talk about the time because th that's, that's just so interesting to me. There's something that opened up in the 60s and 70s and I've had 
interesting discussions with Eddie Palmieri, for example, about what the it was. There was like heat on the street when when this was all happening, right? Like people were communicating with each other. Um, I, you got to see some of that, I'm sure, right? People just coming through yeah. and experimenting and Absolutely. welcoming all. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it actually, it marked me for life. Ever since then, I've been searching mm. for that type of connection mm -hmm. and that type of interaction with my peers, with other musicians, with other artists. Mm. And um, it's rare. It's hard to find. Maybe I'm not, maybe I'm just not in the right circle. I don't know. But um, I don't think that's it. I think... Uh, it was a real special time. And um, I'm going to agree yeah. with that. I've been searching yeah. my life. You know, I grew up in the 70s and, and, you know, I missed the 60s. Right. So, I mean, there was that that feeling was there and there was a lot happening in the 70s. We didn't realize that in the 80s we were going to you know, miss the 70s almost as much, you know. Right. Um, but I was searching for it and trying to find it. And all I can say is I, I think it just comes around and there's an awakening. And I, and I feel like we're headed there now. Um, I think when when times are really challenging, it's when people begin to seek out that kind of community and also begin to take more risks. There's a lot of risk, and you mentioned there is yeah. a lot of yeah. risk. Mm -hmm. I yeah. think it has to look different today, though, because I mean, just because of the state of the world and everything, mm. uh, we have to cultivate that feeling in a completely new way. It's uh, back then; it was like. Uh, especially in the, the Brazilian community, people would drop by each other's houses without calling, you know? Mm -hmm. They mm -hmm. would come by with a bottle of wine and a basket of whatever, and they'd come in and Play. there you go. You'd yeah. sit down and you'd start collaborating. You'd laugh, you'd talk a little bit, but inevitably the vinyl would come out and, mm -hmm. you know, then somebody was lighting a spliff and there it went from there and then ideas would come up and then the vinyl would get turned off the guitars would come out the mm. acoustic guitars would come out or mm -hmm. the piano or whatever and things would happen you know and I, I pretty soon they were sleeping on the floor and it was a three-day session and that kind of thing and some random person would come in and cook meals and all of a sudden there were six musicians and you know it's not the same now. Well, I mean, this is that vibe without the physical proximity. Interesting. Well, I think we have to get our heads there. And I, and I just want to say that's and I want to return to this. But, you know, that's what folk music or, or uh, uh, here we are back with genre. But that's what folkloric <laughs> music is. Right. It's 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 a representation of the community and a place mm -hmm. for the community to gather. But I want to jump back over because I want to ask Krishna, I, I, you know, when I heard your first name, I thought this cat was born in the 70s. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Nin he was named in the 70s, at least, right? Yeah. So no, I, was, I was born in 19, like on the, the dot, cusp. 1970. There you go. <laughs> right so, up. So know? tell me yeah, about absolutely. that. So did you have the same kind of experience with, with your, your father as a bassist? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, he was Walter Booker. Uh, yeah. And he played with uh, Cannibal Adderley, Shirley Horn, the best, um, Sarah Vaughn, uh, Chick Corea. I mean, yeah, you know the 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 list keeps going on and on. But uh, yeah, I, you know, I wasn't really that privy to being around him because my mom and my dad were kind of splitting up mm -hmm. around the time I was being born. So 
it, it wasn't as I wasn't as privileged to, to be around him as much. Huh. But whenever we did hang out, it absolutely music all the time. Every time I went to his apartment, you know, he converted his apartment. Uh, like a, two thirds of it became a studio. Where was that again? Back um, in the seventies. Um, the West Eighty Seventh in Amsterdam, in New York. <laughs> wow. You know, yeah, that, that was like which was actually you know, a reasonable, pri reasonably priced place to live at the time. Right at the, the time, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. And um, he there would be the club of course the, the shows at the club and then they all go to the house and he had a control room uh, a mixing board everything wow uh, and and they would jam and 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 not not just musicians but people like richard pryor flip wilson you know they they you know like that you know you can um, you can imagine that hang right like it was just yeah. like that kind of hang so it was like <laughs> actually, wow actually flora landed yeah, uh, um, landed in the states mm -hmm. after leaving Ayrto in go. Brazil. She was like, eh, "Bye," left yeah. him and both met his basically, dad. Basically, both. I mean, there's a lot of history there, but like both, but basically, both her parents ended up on my parents' floor because my, my mother's from Portugal. On the floor. My mother's from Portugal, ah, so what part? You know, speaking Portuguese was like, oh, oh, it was like a right away, like a community feeling. Sure. And so it's like, oh no, you're staying here, you know, that kind of thing. And um, this is before either of us were we, born. Before we were even born, you know. Oh my gosh. Wow. So so yeah. so that you know, that 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 bond was already being created, you know. Uh, uh, between and also my mom's sister, Anna Maria, was uh hanging out with Wayne Shorter, my uncle. So, mm. you know, it's like so wow. it, it, like you know, and and then and then I was born in, in uh Beth Israel Hospital in New York, and mm -hmm. she was born two and a half years later in the same hospital. So you've so literally like, known each other your whole lives. Pretty yep. much, pretty much. Yep. Like, like my, my first memories are, are me, of me and her playing. And actually, we had this, I had this great, like, um, uh, surprise birthday party at Herbie Hancock's house when I was five years old. And <laughs> I, I'll just never great. forget it. You're like, oh, one darn. Of those things. You're just yeah. Walk in the house and, surprise! And she's the first person, like, Surprise! <laughs> wow. So, wow. so, you know, that's, my, that's etched in my memory. It's like, it's like one of, one of the happiest moments of my life. So... And it was around all these great musicians. And then we were also privy to some of the recordings. Uh, sometimes uh, uh, um, artists from Brazil would come over to record. People like Milton Nascimento would be recording with Wayne Shorter. And we were there to see it. So it's like, you were talking about the genre thing, you know? It's like, yeah. like the genre thing for me is what we grew up with, which, which is, you know, the Americanization of Brazilian music and the Brazilianization of American music. It, it was just like there you go. this thing coming together that was so unique, nothing was like it. Yeah. So that, yeah. you know, that I remember that like vividly. And, ju and just to show you like how into music we were, you know, um, uh, my mother, Maria Booker at the time, uh, she recorded on Wayne Shorter's Supernova, hmm. the, that album Supernova. So there, there's this like long 14 minute song, it was like a carnival. And then in the middle, it slows down, and the song Jinji, which is a very, very pr famous Brazilian song, comes mm -hmm. on, and my mother's singing it, and my father is playing the guitar, and I'm in, I'm in my which mother's- Which he learned from Flora. Which we, the, Flora wanted to sing. <laughs> she wanted to be like, please let me sing on this record. And Wayne's like, no, I want somebody who doesn't sing, who's not a singer. To... So Maria, I want you to do it. And my mom was like, I don't want to do it. She's pregnant. She's like, I'm in her belly, and you know, like- wow. She didn't want to do it. And she's about to break up with my dad and my dad's playing guitar. Sure, I'll play. Are you ready, Maria? <laughs> so, you know, but but she sang the most heart-wrenching Gigi. You're like, you check it out. You're like, it's, 
it's heart-wrenching and of course she cries at the end which looks like it was orchestrated but no she was just like she she had done 40 takes so she's like i'm sick of this shit <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> right, right, right. there's no more you know like uh, get this guy away from me and you know like let me have this baby already <laughs> so the so. music is exalted uh as part as part of this process so no matter where anyone is from whether it's wayne or herbie uh or uh your parents um something about the music is exalted in the process of community and 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 yeah. pushing yourself to and, and constantly life. make yeah, better music absolutely. hmm you know, I, I'd like to speak briefly on the ma the, the marriage of the genres and the yeah. cultures um, mm. and the generations, you know. Um, I think as, as children of, of those pioneers um, during that time, they, there were a lot of purists in their time. Mm -hmm. So they're still around. Yeah, oh, yeah. Which are, and they're beautiful because they help preserve the culture, you know, mm. they help preserve the authenticity of the original culture. And I think if you're going to, I feel that if you're going to create something new out of mixing different genres and cultures, it, um, it benefits you and whoever is involved to know your history. Mm-hmm and mm -hmm. really understand the original form of the of the music that you're mixing together. Mm. Yeah. I think that uh, Krishna and I, we that's one of the things that uh, helped us fall in love and stay together is that we have that common understanding mm. and that common love of where where we come from, you know, we yeah. and because of that, like when we first got together, I had um, Gosh, I had already seen and experienced so much good music and been in so many different parts of the world. And and I think so had he. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the stuff that we'd experienced, we had in common. And yeah. some of the stuff we didn't, which was a really great combination. We had enough differences that we sparked each other's imagination. And uh, and we and we had the foundation and, and respect for the work that our elders had done yeah so absolutely. you know he he had a, a hip-hop perspective yeah when when we yeah. first got together you well, know let's... and i i was coming off of my rock and roll reggae pop whatever it was but underneath all that deep under our skin in our dna we we had fusion brazilian music all mm -hmm. different genres of brazilian mm -hmm. music because mm -hmm. brazil is not just samba right you know or bossa nova or bossa nova <laughs> yeah that's right yeah. there's there's all so i mean many. i'm not going to go into well, it well, well it's it's entailed in, in in the record that's coming out uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, lots of different styles of brazilian music which is which and, what we love you know and then at the time we we were very experimental we um we um we also loved all types of different uh, ethnic and folkloric kind of music from all over the world. We were very into like Egyptian. Egyptian and, and mm -hmm. African and Asian. Indian. And, oh. Yeah, Man. Indian music. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so when we got together and we started making music together, it was just really wild and different. And mm -hmm. we ran the gamut. We, we weren't thinking genre or how to sell it, which in one way it was beautiful it helped us to develop um 
Oh. Yeah, <laughs> a uniqueness. Yep. You know, yep. it helped us to develop our own voice, but at the same time, we weren't aware of marketing or branding or or how to. We weren't thinking about how to sell our stuff. We just wanted to make the most beautiful music possible. Hmm. So well, on 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 the same record, we would have a rock and roll cut, and then like a like a ethno trip hop electronica extravaganza and. <laughs> which we were like people would hear it they're, they'd be like it's great we love but, it but how are we how are we going to get it to, you, know, you know like it, how what are we going to call it uh and well, others who were just that, listeners you know? would he, like one song and not another and it really it just really showed us um the the pieces it, it took us a while to get to where we are with this album mm. that we're we've just finished where we found a way to integrate all of our influences to come up with a consistent sound. I hear that in, in, in your music, and I think that, you know, there's a, there's a race sometimes on the marketing side to try to um, define things, you know, quickly when it comes to marketing a record, right? And the best records are the ones that can't be defined quickly. And the Correct. simple reason is if you when you play something one time, ten times, a hundred times, you want that hundredth play to still reveal something different that you didn't notice the other times. Those are the great albums that last, you know? And I think what's wonderful about and what intrigued me about Identity and, and this album in particular, and you referenced it, knowing your history and knowing the, the story, you don't just know it, it's, it's part of you. Mm. Uh, and you took the time to know it. And now it's going to flow into the music regardless. So, you know, the, the human condition is made up of a lot of different stories. And it, it's remarkable to me that we don't know m many of them. Uh, there's one simple reason why we don't, uh, in many cases, is because that history and those stories have either been uh, repressed and not told, as we're seeing certain things come out in you know, here in the United States, it's like, uh, did you know about Tulsa? Never heard of it, you know, and now <laughs> we hear it, right? So that's one reason. <laughs> but the other reason is, is it's been packaged, things have been packaged and marketed. And I think Brazilian music, Samba and Bossa Nova have been packaged, marketed like this is Brazil, you know? And yeah. so yeah. suddenly everything else that's all the depth and all the, and all the, the late night hangs and the food, everything else just kind of gets flattened out to, oh, this is Brazil. You know, and I think that this album is a wonderful journey for someone to go and start to dig and find those. 
you know, their stories and dig backwards. Absolutely. And that's, you know, part of what we want to do here at Ropadope and our interest. But I want to I want to talk about the American influences because you referenced Americanization oh, yeah. and Brazil and Brazil Brazilianization. Um, I I get the hip hop. It's obviously a love of yours as you as you were growing up, right? In, yeah, in teen years in the eighties, I, I would imagine. But yeah, in the eighties. How do you define the roots? Because I because I hear blues in here. Oh yeah. I hear oh, yeah, soul well, that's music. That's I hear me. Melody, <laughs> her. Okay. So that would be her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Janis Joplin, Aretha Franklin. But you, you know, know, also Bessie Smith and right, Muddy right. Waters and is a lot of know, it coming Howl from a Wolf. from a from a vocalist perspective. Yeah, from a vocalist perspective, yeah. and also from an artistic and perspective. And musician, it's like she's not just a vocalist. You know, mm -hmm. she 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 very much is very uh, very um, very involved in 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 our writing and and what harmonies we're going to use and what arrangement we should use. She's like she's very. She's not, I'm just a singer, you know, she's not that. One all, of the things know. that, one of the things that uh, came up for uh, Krishna and I, when we were um, figuring out all the things that, uh, that tie together with the music that we like to mix, we noticed a common thread globally um, in regard to, I guess it's a genre, it's a genre thing, I think, you hmm. know, there's, um, if, for example, if you listen to, you know, Madala or or like Ali Farkatura, oh, sure. mm -hmm. you that's world. You hear blues <laughs> in there. Right. You hear a, a deep rooted oh, yeah. blues situation, yeah. a, a definite, you know, it's rooted. One would it, say the original blue. I mean, it's, it's, it's well, kind of yeah, like pretty original. But, you know? but if you bounce around the world, Brazil and India and like uh, parts parts of the you know um eastern block whatever european balkans there's oh, definitely like in like turkish moorish you know mm -hmm. you go Even back Roma. there's a, yeah. a blues feel it's very common all that over is the world. Uh, yeah. unique to each country mm. and there's a, a subversive rock and roll feel uh in the music of each country and there's like a more classical more technique driven uh, like you know there's a gypsy aspect in e everywhere around the world mm -hmm. that's unique to each country do you see what i'm saying i do it's um those are the things that we we noticed and that we tapped into and that we still look for when we're coming up with new original music those commonalities mm -hmm. and and within the cracks within the cracks between those cultures is where we find the treasures that interlace well with each other. Yeah. Well Absolutely said. love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. Give me one second here. Just gonna pull that. Uh, that is so inspiring to me because uh, part part of what uh, I am interested in and Rope Dope is interested in over the next ten years is is almost like a field recording of these cracks and of these pieces. You know. I mean, there are so many stories that haven't been told uh, or that just aren't there. They've been told just not to enough people and certainly not to those that would receive it well, uh, it, you know, as, as, as ubiquitous. We as have possible. some good experience with that as well by we, um, you know, through Ayerto, we did a lot of um, 
we did a lot of traveling and a lot of uh, working together with him on his projects. And he did a lot of that field recording when he was with um, Melt 2000 yeah. label, an independent label. Mm. Um, uh, yeah, that was that was our school. And with yeah. and and with Mickey Hart of the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. You know, they they started with the yeah. Well, that was my I mean, introduction to your dad. By the way. Right. Yeah, Mickey. Hart. They, they, you know that they, Flora and Ayrton were part of uh, the soundtrack for Apocalypse Now. Wow. Yeah, the the full soundtrack, not just the music, but actual sound effects and all of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. So I think it it began there, and then it evolved, and they did Daphos, and you know I I suddenly at 14 years old found myself sitting in with the grateful dead you know really it was uh you know mind-blowing so i come from that school and then it was super interesting to watch it evolve there was the planet drum which they're doing uh, a reunion now it's gonna be happening soon but i digress and then it, it would uh and then it went to the melt 2000 where um it was an independent label and the label was a lot of the work they were doing. Uh, Robert Truns, who was super innovative. Um, he came, he um, came from uh, B&W speakers. That was his company. Hmm. And then he decided to open a record label. And I think Ayrto was probably his main artist. Absolutely. One of his main I- artists. Ayrto and Flora both. And, and he we paired were, them yeah. with DJs, oh, uh, yeah. European DJs and tried to see you know, he threw a bunch of stuff to the wall to see what stuck. And a lot of it was amazing. And they would travel to Africa and go into the bush and do field recordings. Amazing. And, you know, it was amazing. So we come from that as well. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry, just I mean, as far as the hip hop part goes too. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if you've, uh, it's funny. I could like actually reference her. I want to. I want to hear some top, some top, some top influences. Well, when, well, when it comes well. Hip hop influences. Oh, influences. Oh, yeah. I mean, basically, I, I'm, I, I fancy myself a beatboxer. So, like the Fat Boys, Dougie Fresh, th- those guys changed my life because I already, you know, I, I was playing trumpet when I was 12, and then I switched to drums, and then I realized, holy crap, uh, you know. It's trumpet and drums thing. is like is perfect training for for beatboxing so like All like right. that 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 already was a school for me uh as far as far as like rhyming goes like rock kim is lord um uh, from arab rock kim of course mm-hmm. and uh krs1 from bdp of course run dmc when they first came out i you know i was very very impressed with them you know mm-hmm. so i i i i loved hip-hop i loved hip-hop big time i i you know, Herbie even gives me a lot of credit for, for you know, helping him with rock, Rocket, like, because I was just listening to, like, a bunch of stuff, and I was like, Herbie, man, you need to check this out, you know, I mean, I wasn't the only one, there was, there was other people saying, you should, you should check this out, you know, but I was doing my thing, and he was like, yeah, okay, you know, and nice. he even, he even referenced me in his, uh, in his book, Possibilities, kind of, kind of framed it like, oh, if it wasn't for me. Right, right. <laughs> but I, that I, you was know, kind of I'm, him, I'm going on record saying him. that's not true. Well, <laughs> I'm happy that his ears were open. I'm, I'm one of, I'm one of, I might be one of the influences, but you know, like, yeah, I, I, and of course I'm, I'm honored to, to even, to be referenced like that. But like, yeah, I, I, you know, at that time, hip hop was just like a thing for me. It was like, this is my thing. This is what I'm going to do. 
but all but all even all before that i already had brazil a bunch of brazilian training a bunch of jazz training mm -hmm. just without even knowing it. it's already in my blood so when we when i hooked when me and diana hooked up and we started i started hanging out with ayerto and flora I, you know he ayerto really helped me bring out the you know my brazilian knowledge more mm -hmm. like to the point where I'm, I'm playing you know brazilian percussion really well and mm. And feeling it and being able to do, you know, to do things that, you know, when I was younger, like I wouldn't even dream of it. You know, I was like, no, no, I just, I just, I love the drum machine and I love beatboxing. I love, you know, which I did and I still do. But uh, I, I, at some point it was starting to cut me off a little bit. So I, I was, I was ready. I was really ready to, to expand. And when I met Diana and, and then hanging out with uh, Ayerto and Flora, it, it completely opened up you know, the possibilities. I, I thought to yeah. myself, man, if I was like doing Brazilian percussion and the hip hop knowledge of that when I was 13 until now, I'm, I'd be a god. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I wish I, you know, I wish I had, I, you know, well, knowing some things what I take know time. now, I wish, yeah. you know? Some things but, take but time. They do, they do. Yeah. And I asked the, and okay uh, I asked the influence question because I, I think um, just as I, I I'm, I'm a little old for, you know, the evolution of hip hop. Um, and I, I also grew up in a time when everything suddenly when I was 18 years old, everything was over commercialized, uh, sure. you know, from, you know, you see the production changes in 1980 and the way records were marketed all of a sudden, oh, it was yeah. just like, you know, so yeah. I kind of went underground and punk rock and, and grateful dead and sort of dodged <laughs> most of the, uh, most hip hop. But, uh, but, uh, but it really is telling to hear who someone would pick. Uh, when it when it comes to hip hop artists, oh definitely. Uh, no, over, I, I like the I like because, the real stuff. I mean, don't don't get me wrong. Yeah, within the genre, there yeah. there are a lot of different approaches. Absolutely, absolutely, a lot of different approaches. So absolutely, yeah. I always like the mostly. The yeah. <laughs> I'd say that hip hop was the first musical platform. Uh oh. That um, gave us a chance with our music as identity, the group. Interesting. And uh, I mean, they were open minded enough to listen to us, mm. even though we weren't traditional hip hop. We weren't traditional anything. No. Right. Right. Okay. We were just <laughs> we didn't have it. We didn't have a place to land. Yeah, and they opened space for us it's here funny in for, L.A. That's great for hip hop. You know, everybody I remember everybody saying we're, we're so musical and we always right. use these chords and oh, my God, you guys are really musical. I think that's where the jazz thing comes in. Like, like Wayne Shorter, he would show me his things and I would just be like, you know, every single chord makes you go, oh my God, you know, like, mm. you know, the changes and like, I, I aspired. There's no way I even come close to it, but I, you know, I was like, I want to do something like yes. that. And we were yes. trying, trying to like mix that in with the hip hop. People would look at us like, the F are you doing, man? Did anybody ever <laughs> so, ask you, know, you where you, where you got though. your samples from? Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Ayrton, a lot of Flora, a lot of Wayne, gotcha. a lot of Herbie, a lot of um, a lot of unknown Brazilian stuff. Mm -hmm. A lot, a lot, you know, a lot of unknown Brazilian stuff. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a friend who does that a lot, um, Brian Cross. Um, I learned a lot from Brian. He's um, B plus. Yeah, he's an ethnomusicologist, a DJ, a. a Photographer. A photographer, a cinematographer, and a, he teaches cinema at the uh, University UCSD. of San Diego. Yeah, but he uh, he 
he's he's also a great grant writer and he's able to produce these amazing projects and find funding to bring artists uh, obscure mus musicians right. that haven't haven't little known. should have been heard by the world and were not heard huh. as they should have been he'll bring them from brazil and he'll bring in uh djs and percussionists and he'll he'll make this mixture and do, like remember the illa j the the j j dilla thing i do but but, but what what stuck out to me more is the uh the arthur verokai yeah that's arthur the one Verukai, that's arthur the one that Verukai. stuck out to me the most that, that was like i was very yeah it, it was such a, it was such a great mix you know like he put together uh, an orchestra he had uh, his musical director was um, Miguel Atwood Ferguson. Miguel Atwood Ferguson, uh -huh. who's amazing, yeah. amazing. He does work with the what is the Lotus White is it White Fly, Flying, Flying Lotus, Lotus. yeah. He, yeah and, and with the Roots and like you yeah, name it with Dr. Dre. I mean, you know, he's 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 big time. <laughs> so Miguel put together this whole orchestra thing, uh, and he was the MD for I, Arthur Verakai. I was so lucky to get in on that. Yeah, and I played I percussion. Mean, Yay! <laughs> that was probably one of the best gigs I ever had. Yeah. You know, but he, he's, uh, yeah, I I love the projects that he puts together. The 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 Jay Dilla thing really stuck out. It was a Sweet for Ma Dukes was the project. I remember that, yeah. Because mm -hmm. he, uh, he mm -hmm. died, you know, and, mm -hmm. and they were struggling. And so it was a benefit for her uh, to yeah. help the family. Yeah pay all the medical bills and all that stuff. But what was really beautiful about that project is that there were two sets. It was a, it was a full orchestra. In the first set, they played all the original music that, that uh, these artists sample, you know, and this brings right. it around to what you were saying. They would played all the original music to educate the people as to where that stuff came from. Ah. Then there was a short intermission. And the second set, they had a lot of the original artists, uh, uh, hip hop artists come and do their tunes right. instead of with the samples, with the with orchestra the playing. Yeah. Wow. It was, I'm getting goosebumps telling yeah. you about it. It was so beautiful. Amazing. It was amazing. I was, I was just a background singer for that project, but just to be able to be there for that. Incredible. Man, it's I learned history. so much from yeah. them. Well, I, I think, I think we've, uh, we've learned a lot, and I think that this gives people um, a good introduction to the album, and I, and I want to remind everyone that it, November 12th, 2021 i still have a hard time saying mm. that uh 2021 <laughs> it is yes uh that's when this record is out and we'll have some you know taste a little early on but uh this pre-paves that and uh you know please dig in i want to ask you both one one last question as we wrap up speaking to the audience um and you can take this e either way you can prepare the audience what should they be listening for or you could share what you think, uh, what you'd like them to, to, to take away, what you'd like them to come away with oh. in listening to music. The wow, preparation okay. question, uh. just to clarify, the preparation question is we find a lot with music. If someone's new to the music and they're not familiar with all the different influences and, and different genres, uh, styles that you've put in, um, it's kind of like walking into a winery without ever having tasted wine. It's extremely helpful 
if they have a little bit of information to open their ears before they go. So that's the intent of that question. Okay. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll start. I'll be brief about it. It's, it's um, you know, if you like, if you like artists like, um, and, and I'm not trying to say that we sound like them, but like, if you like influences like uh, George Duke, Herbie Hancock, Wayne Shorter, Milton Nascimento, um, uh, Tim Maia, uh, Gilberto Gil, uh, you know, all, all of these great musicians that you hear, Flora Purim, Ayoto Moreira, that you hear uh, both separately in the Brazilian genre and uh, an American, of course, separately, and then also the mixture. If you, if you remember those recordings, like Native Dancer and all those kind of things, I think, I think you'll understand the influences from like, and, and, and realize that that's where we're coming from. So I think if you if you were if you were into that, I think you'll be into this. Uh, I, I'll, I'll keep it like that. Diana. Yeah, and um, you know we also like to we also like to reference a little bit of the electronica, which is uh, you know we didn't do as much on this record, Not but really. um, yeah. I don't know. It's it's you did hear the hip hop in there, so we yeah. got those influences. I think that this record is um, culturally diverse. There's a lot of rhythm to it yeah. because um, we want to tap into people's, uh, gosh, desire to base, dance, the base, chakra. the base yeah. chakras. Yeah. You know, it, we're coming off of a, a huge year and a half to two year isolation mm -hmm. and this is where all of that uh, comes from it's the product of being isolated um, and having the time and space to reflect on everything that happened up to now how it affected us positively how it affected us negatively how we were walking through that to the other side mm. And when you come out of the other side, you don't recognize the world. And I think that's something we can all relate to. Um, so this album everything, definitely yeah, deals everything with that. Speaks, yeah. to, speaks to that, speaks to the fact that we're coming into a, a world where the possibilities are now endless. And how do we approach that? How do we tackle that? Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much for putting your wonderful energy into the world, both personally on this sh show and also in the form of music. And I look forward to uh, speaking with you again. Thank you. Thank Absolutely. you, Lewis. We really, appreciate, uh, we really appreciate your warm feeling and your understanding of where we're coming from. Yeah. Thank you so I much. But I won't give up control Circle the matrix but don't fall in The present is calling like the voice of a friend I reconnect When you push Can't continue, can't be late 
too many roller coaster rides. Hope